everyone, this is Adam Huber and Shelly Gaddis back again, Marketing Monday, with the lovely and beautiful Alicia, Alicia, because it's got an E on it, <laughs> Cordis, with Reclaim Community, correct? Yes. Awesome. And uh, I'm going to give a real quick little snippet as to what Marketing Monday is. So Shelly and I started Marketing Monday again, up again, and I say that because there used to be a little place here in Sioux Falls called The Bakery in which it was a co-working space slash entrepreneurial uh, environment. And every Monday they had a uh, Marketing Monday where it was kind of a roundtable discussion. You would come in with your marketing problems and everyone would kind of chime in with their two cents. And Shelly and I wanted to get kind of plugged back into the business community. And so we decided that one of the best ways to do that was to do Marketing Monday again, but with a little bit of a twist, which is that we bring people on who may have marketing issues and we just sit down and talk about it. And if you guys chime in on Facebook or Twitter or Twitch or YouTube or the list goes on and on and on, then we will try and take some of your questions and answer them on there as well. So Alicia, tell us what Reclaim Community is and for the people out there who don't know, including maybe myself that might not know some things about it. So introduce yourself, how you got in there, and what Reclaim Community is. All right. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm Alicia Cordes, and that's the name of my nonprofit. Um, so I've been a business owner for a long time, but it's a very different business from what my nonprofit is. My nonprofit is focused around historic preservation, um, specifically uh, the culture building around it and the fact that using old buildings as a way to um, transform an economy in a small rural community and give the town something else and, and some future um, by sustainably using old structures that are there and not being used. And so um, we have several historic register national or national historic register listed buildings. Um, we started five years ago this month, actually. Wow, nice. so, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and we just found out today that we did we got our final or official letter for a seventy-five thousand dollar grant. So that's what? Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so we're pretty excited about that. So you don't need us at all. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> what do you need the us funny for? Funny thing is, the grants go for very specific things, and, and mm-hmm. they don't really have a lot of grants for things like administration and marketing and all those things in as at least from the historical society it's usually focused on um uh, research um planning building construction things like that so um this one is a historic structures report which will be kind of a and a really detailed assessment of the entire historic high school building we own and so they'll go through like the envelope the mechanical the structural every issue that they might have and it'll give us a roadmap for how and when to repair them and how do we do it with integrity but still update the building for things like accessibility and stuff so it's exciting um but it's daunting and that's the the thing is we've been growing we've kind of hit some hiccups where we need to like level up our organization and marketing is one of the things that i know is going to help us do that but trying to number one communicate that to people in my organization when it's a small rural community. Some people on the board maybe aren't, um, haven't been business owners and don't really understand the power of marketing or have never used it themselves in that way. Um, and trying to sell that just for myself to be like, I know this is important. And my sister who's a graphic designer saying we need to do this. And the thing is always, well, do we have the money? And it's, well, those are some things that you do have to invest in if you want right. to get a good return. And I just know that it's powerful. So we're trying to figure out all the different ways we can do that. And lean information from people who know things like you guys so excellent <laughs> have you spent a lot of time talking to any nonprofits about any of these specific issues or anything like that um 
I spent a lot of time dealing with myself right. in a nonprofit oh. from that yeah. perspective. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in the educator mommy days, I mean, yeah. we had like zero marketing budget as mm-hmm. well. Like it was very yeah. grassroots, very mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> small board. How many people are on your board? We have seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about the board, like yeah. what kind of diversity it has and... Yeah, we have really great, actually great board qualifications as far as, um, it really, I mean, what you have to do as a nonprofit, you do want to go out and seek a board, but when you're doing it in a limited time crunch like we were, we had literally 60 days before the auction ended on the school, so we had to raise money and be like, have things put together by then. Um, you kind of take who, who identifies themselves as being passionate, and so we had a great group of people who just immediately were like, I want to be involved. And so um, we have, uh, my vice president, Randy Larson, is a... Um, long time, you know, alumni of the school. He lived up in the cities for a while, and he was really involved with um, a charity up there, Relay for Life. Okay. And so he actually, in his area, created the one that was in his local town and, and grew it from like just him to, you know, hundreds of people helping out with it. And so he had a background that was really good. He's a, a salesperson and does a lot of like video and, and um, photography type of stuff for specific things. And so he has a little bit of that knowledge that's helpful. Um, uh, so he's our vice president and then, um, our secretary is Christy Weinkoff and she is, uh, works in administration at the school district. So she's really well connected. She's secretary. So she keeps everyone organized. She's very talented in making sure we all know what we're doing. She keeps track of all our hours and all the stuff that I'm too scatterbrained to do. (laughs) Um, Jason Matson is our treasurer. He is also, um, an alumni and he, um, works for accounting for a hotel chain in Sioux Falls. So he has background in finance and stuff, which is really great. Um, Terry Skyberg is probably one of our um, founding members uh, as well because he actually caretake, took the school before it was even sold to us when it was abandoned. Wow. And so he kind of took it upon himself to collect a lot of items like graduating photos that were left in there that would have been destroyed. And so he um, he's a contractor in town. He's very familiar with stone buildings, which mm-hmm. is unique because we have quartzite buildings. So he's probably the most educated in the area about that, um, a long-time con- contractor. And then Jason Klumper is a newer board member. Um, he works in, um, like, building maintenance and works for the airport. So he has a lot of that, you know, uh, construction, groundskeeping, that kinds of, of trade. And he was, he was also a military vet. And then um, our last board member is John Hoyney. And he is, um, I think he's probably the oldest one of us. Um, he's an alumni, but he has decades of experience on nonprofit boards. So he's been um, with his church, uh, Lutheran Church, he's been on the board of, and then he's also been the board of Shatek Bible Camp for years. And that's probably one of the most well-known camps in the area. So he has a lot of experience. That is great. So we Have you have ever that. been on board? Nope. <laughs> Do you have any like? Have you ever had experience with dealing with nonprofit boards at all? Nope. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, in um, in a nutshell, with what you can say, like, yeah, what is what's the overall consensus or feeling mm-hmm. of all of those those board members as it pertains to marketing? And mm-hmm. do you guys all agree on what you need to be marketing for? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we definitely know we need to be marketing for more supporters and just people who in general are going to be like recurring donations or um, coming to volunteer because that's a big thing. Like, of course, you know, money's great, but hands almost are worth more when Mm -hmm. you have volunteer time. So that's one of the big things, marketing for that. And then attendance for our fundraisers is probably the other thing that we all kind of agree on. Um, I think a lot of my, some of my board would probably think that the fundraisers are more important and I, I don't disagree because you do want to have successful fundraisers, but the overall message of the organization and 
the longevity that we need to build is going to be more than just like coming to an event and a fundraiser because we want people who right. even aren't not necessarily even local to really participate and feel like they can be a part of it and then they're watching our progress and stuff um so i think the hardest thing is that i know that that we're gonna have to spend some money on it you know we've gotten some some estimates for like website building and some things like that and that that's the thing is in i think in a small town when there's a lot of scarcity and you don't have access to a lot people are always kind of questioning like well is that really necessary and granted the other businesses and things in town don't do a ton of marketing you mm -hmm. know aside from putting a sign up on their building and maybe just having their customers word of mouth and so i think it's just not something that's really well known where it is more common in sioux falls and you see more businesses doing more of it so i would say that they're kind of one always asking which is good to ask too but what are we going to get for what we spend marketing you don't always get those tangibles right. you know so how do you evaluate then and make it you know see the value in it if you're not getting immediate attendance at a fundraiser or if you're not getting major donations coming back in so um like immediately so that's the thing is to understand that it's more of a long game and so i think i have to be better educated so i can better educate them and kind of push my my um perspective on it and my hope right <laughs> so what would be yeah. let's take a, a specific example mm -hmm. Um, so for the year 2020, what are you hoping, what's one specific message that you'd like to get out there? Um, and what are you hoping that it helps you with, um, on a specific problem that you're having? Well, um, that's probably kind of twofold. The, the main thing we want to get out there is that we have really low overhead. I mean, we do a lot of volunteer work and we keep our costs to, to work on the or preserve these buildings really low and we do we've gotten three grants now so we are making a big difference I mean we've raised almost exactly what we've raised in grants that we've raised outside of it so um, getting them to understand the value of a little bit of a donation goes a long way if it's done regularly so like the reoccurring like every month I'm gonna donate ten dollars because I can afford that and I believe in this mission so we would like to build that and message and get them to understand like that's the longevity that we're talking about because when you go to a historical society um, and you ask for a grant from Minnesota you know from the start for putting a building on the register and getting to a construction grant which is the, the big flashy fun stuff that everyone wants to see that's gonna take you know six to seven years mm -hmm. if you don't have it on the register already and so I think the general public doesn't understand how much planning and, and it's been described um, in the preservation conference I went to it's like what's going on under the water if you have an iceberg and what's above and they can see above but right now they can't see much because right. it's just maintenance it's just doing fundraisers it's planning it's um, writing grants and then it's uh, caretaking the buildings just making sure like if we have a leak on the roof we patch it if we have water in the building we back it out if you know we keep the fans on so that we're keeping mold out and things like that so they're not seeing that if they're not coming and actively being involved and so it might be easy for them to go oh well they don't need anything or but we still have three to five hundred dollars a month that we need to, to have to be able to continue that work to pay our utilities to pay for the electric you know that work that we use pay for the repairs and yep. little things that we do so, so so you would say like right now it like one of your problems mm -hmm. is getting the general public to understand um yeah. this is this is why we have these costs yes. and why it's a reoccurring thing yeah um which i can see which i can definitely see why that would be difficult to do right yeah. so as per <laughs> usual i'm just gonna spit an idea out sure. <laughs> with no real thought process or knowledge on the situation but um there's something that was kind of interesting uh, me working as a mechanic mm -hmm. your average person has zero understanding of what goes on with their car yeah. they just know they get into it 
<laughs> they put a device into the device, they turn it, and all of a sudden it goes vroom, vroom, and they get from point A to point B. Right. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when something breaks, they kind of look at you like, what? what? They're like, yeah, I didn't I, do anything. What? <laughs> I thought it was just supposed to go all the time. Like, why, why is it breaking down? Like, they just don't understand. Yeah. And then... Right. So then you have to educate them mm-hmm. a little bit on, like, well, you know the thing that goes bang, bang, bang? Like, you have to put oil in that sometimes yeah. because the oil is lubricant, right? <laughs> so all those being, things being said, yeah. it seems like people don't appreciate things until they're broken. Right. And then they have to see the process and the cost in which it, it takes to yeah. fix it, right? Right. So just throwing a crazy idea, wild idea out there. Mm-hmm. You use the example of keeping away mold. Yeah. If there was a room that was not critical or anything mm-hmm. like that, that you could kind of let just go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's going to take like a year to two years or something, whatever it's going to take. Yeah. Kind of let it go by the wayside. And then you do a demonstration of this is what happens if we don't allow, if we yeah. don't keep up on these buildings, if we don't keep the air flowing through, right. the mold will build up, the moisture builds up and all these other things. Yeah. And actually in some buildings, like I know for sure, like in a basement, if yeah. you don't keep something like going through the, in some basements, not all yeah. basements, people like Jesus, get <laughs> off my back. Um, like it can happen really soon. Mold right. can sit in really quickly. Yeah. And so then if you were to do something to where like, Hey, I know you guys don't think that we need to do all of this, but look what happens if we just take yeah. one month off or two right. months off, three months off. Don't don't hedge the the um, bushes or anything like that. Don't mow the grass right. for two months. Like all of a sudden, it just looks like crap. And then you're like, you know how this looks like an eyesore. Right. This is the reason why we need three hundred dollars a month in yeah. order to do this. Right. And um, that right there, I think, yeah. if you if you do it tastefully, mm-hmm. obviously, then you're kind of like. This yeah. is the reason why we need this. Like, this is sure. just the minimum to keep everything going right. so that it's not an eyesore on you guys. Mm-hmm. You don't have a building that's degrading and breaking down and everything mm-hmm. like that. You can actually drive past it and be somewhat proud that that building is in your community instead of yeah. being like, oh, yeah. just don't look over there, okay, please? Right. Just, just stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sure that a little bit of what um, goes into your guys' mission with a specific school, and I'm just mm-hmm. drawing a guess, is that you have some of the old people that come by like once a year yeah. and they look at everything and they're just like, oh, it's just like when I was back here yeah. when I was a teenager and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of curiosity, like is the building able to be like walked in, like yeah. have events there and everything like that? Well, we can't have events there because the, probably the air quality and we don't have plumbing. And um, we have electrical right now. A couple of years ago, we raised $18,000 because we had to repair it because the previous owner had clipped the wires to the building. There was a rusted out electrical panel that needed to be repaired, things like that. And then we don't have heat because um, he had dis- started disassembling um, all of the heat pipes. We had radiators and some, they had leaks. And so he got tired of all the leaks and was like, forget this. You know, I don't if he's going to fert it over to electrical, which is an awful idea for that kind of building, but yep. he was going to do that. And so he started pulling all the pipes out. So we have all the radiators and stuff, but the pipes are all gone, which is fine because they're leaky and would have probably had to be replaced anyway. So he saved us some labor that way. But um, so we can we can take people through. We do tours regularly if people call us and ask if they want tours or during like the summer when we have our town celebration, we always take people through. Um, and they just have to be aware. You know, we provide like masks because there are some areas in the basement that are low quality. And if they don't want to go in there, if they have allergies or might be sensitive, there's probably still some mold down there. Although we did a lot um, two years ago, we raised a bunch of money and took like six roll-off dumpsters full of like 
moldy drywall. Like, so we do have a lot of pictures of what it was like when we did that. So I think, um, like you were saying, that might be something we could capitalize on and maybe share those more and do maybe side-by-side -side comparisons more often to kind of get that, that image in their head. Like, this is what happens when you let a building sit for 10 years, and this is what happens after three years when we take care of it. Because yep. that, that did make a big difference. One thing we did do just recently is we had um, Minuteman Press did a calendar for us, and they did a really nice job. And it actually has pictures from when we first bought the school because my friend's a professional photographer in Iowa, and she ha came up and took some photos for us, which was really awesome. And um, her name is April B. Um, April. Um, What's her business? Uh, April Broxma. It's April B. Photography. April B. B. Photography. Yeah. And she did a fabulous job. Shout out to April B. It's somebody <laughs> I mean, other than Josh she, Novak. We're, like, <laughs> we're, we're shouting out somebody else this week. Well, she, I mean, she did it for, you know, just because she knows me and, and she did an amazing job. It was freezing cold. It was in January. We were both like bundled up. I had like a sleeping bag coat on and we were just freezing our tush off. And, but she did an amazing job and they're beautiful. And so we printed them in a calendar because we thought this way every year we can update them with new pictures and people are going to have like a little bit of a timeline of like, this is what's happening. I can see, I can look at my wall and see this is what it used to look like. And then my next year's calendar, this is what it looks like now. So a lot of those pictures we do have in there where, you know, peeling paint and, you know, trash on the floor and things like that, that were left that way. So we have a ton of pictures. We're working on getting them up on our webpage because we just revamped it. So we don't have everything up there yet, but that will definitely probably be something we can focus on and maybe do a before and after. Do you still have some trashed rooms, like some rooms that are like not great? Um, we do, um, there, I mean, they've all been cleaned out. So we went through the entire school at 70,000 square feet and we went through, Oof. yeah, we went through the entire thing and when we cleaned and we, I mean, we removed anything that was moldy. Unfortunately, like the science wing that was put in the fifties, the, I mean, the wood cabinets were just shot because it was in an area where the roof drains were leaking and it's a concrete block area. It was a newer addition and it, they were just soggy. I mean, you could just like push them and they would just fall Ugh. apart. So we had to take them. We saved what we could. We saved like all their, the countertops and things or the, the sinks and stuff in there. And, the, and so we have a lot of the slate, we have a lot of the um, chalkboards and stuff. So some of the rooms don't look as nice, but they're all at least clean. Mm -hmm. But the, um, I would say the basement is probably the roughest one because there's, there's just that dampness and that constant, we constantly have to have fans on and, and airflow going. Otherwise it just gets really moist and damp down there. It's just the basement. And what people don't realize about these old buildings, I think is the other thing is that we just go, oh, it's stone, and they've got, like, the mortar and the stone. Well, that's just all, like, dry. Like, there's no water there. There is water there. It's like what you're talking about the car. Like, people don't understand that mortar actually allows moisture in and out of a building. And so those walls are, like, 22 inches thick. So you've got a wall that's saturated because water, or water and moisture goes to where it's cold. Well, if you have a building that's not heated in the winter, those, water, those walls become saturated, and then it's so hard to get rid of mold because while the stone in the mortar doesn't harbor mold, anything else like wood mm -hmm. or drywall or anything wood, plaster really doesn't. So we have a lot of areas of plaster in the school. So the, the newer remodeled areas were the problem, most of them. So um, that's the interesting thing is like getting people to understand like too. There's another part of it is if we have a couple hundred dollars a month and we can afford to put heat on, you know, this building is going to be more expensive than our smaller building. But if we can keep heat on there, we can dry out that building very slowly, push the water back out get the wall, you know, so then you don't have any of that air quality problem anymore. So that's going to be a challenge with this big of a building because the boilers that we have and rehooking up the HVAC, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands. Oh of dollars. yeah. By the time you rehook that up, um, you know, have fuel and turn, you know, we'll probably have to convert it to more of an efficient boiler system, not the big old massive, like mm -hmm. gigantic machines. In there. I, have, I don't know if uh, Shelly so. did, I don't know if you know about this, but just a real quick story on boilers. We, yeah. Did you, we, my wife and I, we used to live in Beersford. Mm -hmm. And we were we sold our house and it was built in 1910. Oh, yeah. We had a boiler from so we had radiant heat yeah. 
um, in that house. Awesome. Which, by the way, awesome. <laughs> Rated Heat the is best. the <laughs> best heat there is. Period. End of story. I'm not even going to fight with anybody on yeah. it. But 100%. <laughs> one week before our household, boiler went out. Oh, or maybe it was a month, something like yeah. that. But like it was like right before, we, like went out. And we had to buy a brand new $10,000 boiler, yeah. super efficient and everything like that for right. the new homeowners. And I'm like, that you wouldn't get to enjoy. <laughs> I'm sure that they loved you. Yeah. For that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's very true. Um, so. so I know one of your questions was like, how do you do, and I'm sorry if I'm, why don't you <laughs> ask a question? Right, why don't you ask a question? Cause like, I, I've already got like You're an like idea in my head, and, but yeah. you go. I, so I actually don't have a question, but yeah. more like one of the specific ideas that, came to mind when you were mm-hmm. talking about that like yeah. have you guys ever focused on like a specific problem or a specific not even problem but like a specific need that there is yeah. so like for instance keeping the heat on yeah like and set up different levels of fundraising for mm-hmm. people so that you could have that recurring so like yeah sponsor a room you know right. what i mean so like if it's going to cost a thousand dollars a month to heat the place in the yeah. winter like Sponsor the science classroom for fifty dollars right. a month. Sponsor the math lab for yeah. fifty dollars a month, or whatever. Or like, sponsor this bush. Or I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you see that bush right there? That's my <laughs> bush. <laughs> I mean, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. a specific area, something, right. something very specific because it's tangible mm-hmm. to somebody, right? And it gives them ownership of it, and yeah. it gives them that like. This, I know specifically my money is going towards this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah and definitely. for some people, I think that that's very important mm-hmm. for them to be able to understand, like, what specifically they, yeah. what impact that they are making yes. and have it be tangible for them. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely think, something we've been thinking about. I don't know that we've really um, put it into action as well as we could have. That's that's the thing mm-hmm. is, it's one thing to have an idea and go, like, we want to do this. And another thing, how, how do you reach your audience with it? And and put it in a way that they can understand easily. And right. so it's, it takes a lot of different parts of it, but we did um, just uh, come up with and started a Patreon account just like within a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And so on there we have put some levels. Um, and a lot of the times when I talk about them and I probably should put something maybe on our website more detailed like that, but I try and talk to people about, um, for instance, when we had the electrical thing, we we're like, we need this much money for the electricity and you know, we need to raise this. And so they knew it was going for this one specific thing. Right. Um, and so we do try and do that. But the, the next thing that we do have some plans to do it once we can figure out how to make it work to collect and keep track of and everything um, is we have 350 auditorium seats. And so one of our goals is because the auditorium is probably going to be one of the first focal points that we want because the community could use it. And so we want to get that um, renovated first. And that's going to, it's going to take significant funds, but a, you know, like adopting a seat mm-hmm. has been one of our ideas. And so the room thing has come up too because I know there's other buildings where you've seen they convert them in like in Laverne. I think they have it. Each of the their old school is converted into apartments and each is named for a teacher, I think, who worked there or something. And mm-hmm. so that's that's definitely something we thought about. But the, the, the chair thing would be neat because they could actually have a plaque on there and right. and stuff. So that's that's one thing as soon as we can figure out an interface or a way to keep track of 350 seats and who paid for which one and you know right. and because we can't repair them yet until we collect a large amount of money so right. that's just the little behind the scenes headache. yeah that, just yeah. i mean if you can think of for tangible sure. ways for people to make a recurring donation yeah. you know what i mean like 
I think if that, I think a lot of that depends specifically upon what the organization's goal is. Like, you know, for Educated Mommy, honestly, like we didn't necessarily depend on recurring donations just because we didn't have the staffing to be able to track that. Right. We weren't set up to be able to do that. But so we focused more heavily on let's do a couple large fundraisers every year. Right. And that's, that worked well for us. Yeah the amount of time and energy and, yeah. you know, is very significant mm-hmm. on volunteers though, right. when it's an all volunteer organization and a pretty small volunteer organization, right. that becomes very heavy. Whereas, you know, long-term, if one of you, you, you mentioned one of your goals is to be able to have the recurring donations. And right. so if there's a way to make that more tangible for people, I think people are okay to give 10 bucks a month or yeah. whatever, something small like that. Right. But if you're talking about something that's a little bit more significant, mm-hmm. To me, there's always that like pull at the heartstrings about something like, right, right. you know, like we sponsor a child, yeah. you know, and we have for years now, yeah. but it's something very tangible that my kids continually get yeah. updates on. Like, and my kids right. understand who this child is. We get letters, we get, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And so I have an idea. It, it's more tangible, but Absolutely. that's where like something like that could come in. And right. if one of your people, like your sister or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that's good with that mm-hmm. could provide updates on that yes. room, or this is what your $50 a month is doing for the sure. science lab or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. So. I have an idea. I have two ideas. Okay. I have two ideas. <laughs> he's like, he's like Christmas morning. Yes. Okay. So on, I think the sponsoring the room yeah. idea, awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what year did this school, um, was the school in service till? Um, it was in service until about 2002. Nice. Yeah. So you've got a large. Yeah. From like 1911 to 2000. Alumni, mm-hmm. right? Which, I mean, we've lost a lot of them. So, but we do have a lot of the ones from like the 50s on yeah so, right so, yeah, yeah so uh do you have a really good access to a list of those people we do actually this is one of our challenges is when we first started our organization we sent out a mailer that was how we raised 40 grand in six weeks is because we we sent out a mailer thousand dollars out of our own pockets um, mailing and stamping and licking and you know the envelopes and everything and we i forget how many it was probably like 1500 alumni or something that we sent all the addresses we had we could send to because we didn't have a lot of emails. So we just physically sent a letter and we just, the money just rolled in. So I know that that reaching out more often would be helpful, um, but getting people's email addresses has been difficult and doing the mailers is just so cost prohibitive Mm -hmm. that we probably should still make an effort to do it maybe I think again, but it is just a big significant fund that again, when I look at my board and they're like, well, we need a thousand dollars to, you know, patch the gym roof this year because we had a huge flood last year uh, or do we spend it on marketing? They're gonna go, and I'm going to go, well, that might get us two or three thousand more dollars. And yep. they're going to go, but we need this right now, which I understand. So, yeah. so, um, the beautiful and the hard, tough <laughs> part about, uh, Facebook is that everyone is on Facebook, yeah, right? So right. starting a Facebook page yeah. is pretty much a no brainer yeah. at that point, because even the mm-hmm. alumni from the sixties and seventies yeah. have grandkids yes. that they're on Facebook specifically to watch the grandkids. Right. Yeah. So, um, even getting their email addresses is like, I would say top tier yeah. is, is getting that email address. Yeah. But if you were to create a group or a page yeah. specifically for the school mm-hmm. that everyone can follow then. Yep. But my idea was as far as the classroom mm-hmm. went, maybe it, when you're sending out, um, a justifiable mailer to go out right. would be, we want your guys's stories from the science room. Right. And we, we, we're trying to raise money specifically for the science room. Yeah. Write us in and or email us and tell us about a memory that you had specifically in the science room. Right. 
Now, if you go off of Shelly's piggyback off of yeah. Shelly's idea, which is sponsor the science room. Now, once you start creating an email list mm -hmm. once a month, you can send out an email that has that story attached to it saying, That's Susie cool. Q from alumni of 56 yeah. or whatever, 676, <laughs> yeah. um, had this funny story to say. And then once yeah. you, let's say that if you were to actually concentrate on one room and mm -hmm. completely restore one room, yeah. which the idea I would have on the back of that is you then try to get as many of those people as possible that did stories. Mm -hmm. You do not have to make this an expensive thing. I know this is going to sound really over the top and really <laughs> expensive, but get a decent light, yeah. get your smartphone camera, videotape their, them telling their story, right. stitch together a video, and then you post it out. And then that gives people something tangible right. that it's a memory and everything mm -hmm. like that. That's they why. And they collect, yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. And then you can just kind of keep repurposing that kind of yeah. stuff to like every time someone funds you can make it an automation. It's not difficult for okay. email. But whenever someone decides to donate, mm -hmm. you can just have them go and then send out an email with a story attached to it once a month. And then that yeah. keeps them reengaged every single month as to why, what their money is going towards in the first place. Sure. The second idea that I had <laughs> was um, in most of those older schools, they have, and I'm going to say the auditorium or the gym. Yeah. I'm just going to guess that they have these huge double wide doors that like go to the outside. Yeah, I mean... Is there an area like that? Yeah, I mean, the, there's, like, ones right outside the gym, and then there's the back door in the auditorium, too. Because oh, the auditorium in this school is really unique. It's it's an auditorium and a gymnasium, so it's what they call it. Gym, I, I, they have a word for it. Gymorium? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> gymnasium. Yeah. Gymorium. So it's That's got the I'm gym like. stage, but the side of the stage is, like, a drop-off, and then all the seats look on the side of the, oh. the court on one side. So it's... Then you could pull curtains down, and it would serve as like a large area for plays and stuff too. But it's so it's all put together, so it's it's really interesting. Like the out of bounds lines are like tiny; like your foot doesn't even fit in it. So, so it's really <laughs> crazy. But I mean, it was really it was one of the biggest and nicest gyms at the time, and a lot of older schools like in that area have them. And so the joke was, you know, like you'd basketball players would fly up the stage all the time and like ram the cheerleaders and like you know. So it's it's a little bit like that, but it it definitely is where like I guess we have inner doors and then there's an outer door from the gymnasium entrance that has a couple you know big doors so the reason why i bring that up is mm -hmm. if you have a spot where you have a really big area that mm -hmm. people can easily walk into and out of yeah but there's a big spread of land or whatever well big ish yeah. spread of land on the back side of that mm -hmm. in the spring or summer um have you guys ever thought about doing a um i don't want i'm gonna call it a dance party yeah. but just like a uh, I don't know, something like that where it's <laughs> yeah. a generational oh, like yeah. dance party right. so that you have older folks that come in and then like earlier mm -hmm. in the night before they take their NyQuil or whatever and go back to bed <laughs> at 6 p.m. Yeah. That <laughs> they... <laughs> They can enjoy their swing music. I from... just want everybody yeah. to know that Adam's views are not necessarily my views yeah. and I would not ever speak of another generation and tell them to take their night to bed at 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> but, Which, by the way, my bedtime is only 8 o'clock, so I'm not exactly sure what that says about me. But... Hey, my, I usually go to bed at 8.30 because I get up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you, you would primarily have it outside, yeah. not inside. Sure. And the purpose of it would be that they could step inside if they wanted to and just yeah. enjoy the school. But then mm -hmm. it's at least on school grounds yeah, uh, or on the school's grounds. Sure. And 
if you make it and if you just charge $25 at the door, yeah. you know, $20 at the door, whatever you want to charge. Right. Again, I know that's probably that would probably be the most expensive thing that you could do cuz right. DJ and all that other stuff. But um yeah. if you basically just figure out that it's going to cost you I don't know, twenty five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. three thousand dollars, something yeah. like that. Seems like that would be decently reasonable for right. an event. Do you think that would be reasonable? Ten mm. exit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it necessarily has to, especially if it's for a nonprofit. With the non-profit you like you can you can get a lot of stuff willing. donated. You guys or, are a five hundred one c three, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, a lot of times you can get stuff donated or mm-hmm. reduced priced or whatever yeah. you know as far as that goes but again it's more the volunteer time like right. yes. anytime you're looking at an event with an organization that's always what it comes back to <laughs> right. because yeah. the amount of staffing that you would need for something like that and yeah. coordination you probably don't have that in the, and basically you're asking your board to commit over and above yeah. right. what they committed to in the first place as right. far as like their monthly meetings and their normal yeah. duties mm-hmm. you're then asking your board to volunteer an additional 40 50 60 yeah. hours yeah. to pull off something and their families or you know whoever else yeah. to be able to run an event and so yep. that's usually Honestly, the, that's what we've been doing we do about five events a year we have um on the school grounds so the back there's a big um open field that we used to play kickball on and stuff for gym class. So there is that right behind the gym. Um, so it would be a wonderful place. And this summer we are, we've been talking, we didn't get to it last summer, but this summer we're talking about um, putting together like a, a movie night and having like a movies projected and building, because we have one of our board members, a new one, he knows a little bit about doing that. He's done that before. And so that's one of our ideas is to oh, yeah, that, that would be, be a really affordable way to do it. We would like yep. to, again, um, like three years ago, we did a junk fest kind of like a, a vendor fair mm-hmm. and fed people. And we did get a, an okay turnout for the meal, um, but I don't know. We did. I mean, it was marketing to vendors, and it's there's a whole different sort of marketing that right. you got to market people to yep. come to do stuff like that. But we do want to have. Um, I would love to see the whole school just surrounded and have like a major arts and crafts festival with music. I think that would be amazing in the future. It would make. I mean, Jasper's right on Highway 23, so it's not that there's not traffic there. It's getting enough people together to be able to volunteer the time because right now our board does operate as the fundraisers and the, and the workers as yep. well. And so I think to avoid burnout after five years, we just need to get a new crop of volunteers in to really help and, you know, maybe delegate to a select group of them to be like, you guys are the, fun, you know, the fundraising committee and you do the events. That's just your thing if that's what you love. Because right. some people do love to do that and are really good at it. We've gotten pretty good that's at it. That's my wife, Jessica. Yeah. She loves to do that stuff. Yeah. And it really, and that's the thing. Like, if you mm-hmm. can have a specific, if you can have a board, yeah. a couple members, maybe not specifically of the board, but volunteers of the organization or however yeah. you structure that, like, they don't specifically have to be on the board. Yeah. Maybe the fundraising chair is on the board. Right. But then other people are just yeah. volunteers underneath that person. Exactly. So their time commitments are different. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have one person that's specifically that fundraising chair, but then yeah. you have additional people underneath there that staff it. And I know, yeah. like, for us at Educated Mommy, a lot of times the problem within our organization um, came down to more that there was – there. everybody on the board kind of had a specific idea of what their – role was and anything outside of that became difficult to commit to or Mm -hmm. hey we need to round more people up to get on to like getting the people there was really honestly especially the last few years like the last probably three to four years was really the difficult part of everybody out there needs Mm -hmm. to be speaking everybody on the board needs to be speaking to other people and trying to feel people out and bring them 
to the organization find what people's talents and their strengths are Mm -hmm. and find a role for them to fill because at the end of the day and you and i have talked about this in different capacities but at the end of the day everybody wants to be asked yeah like and that's really the thing i think that's super important to remember (laughs) don't ask me don't at me don't ask me Yeah. No, Actually, yeah. you do. Nope. Yes, you do. <laughs> the, at the end of the day, like, everybody really wants that personal invitation, yes. right? So, yep. like, whether it's an invitation mm-hmm. to an event, whether it's an invitation to serve on something, whether yeah. it's an invitation to do, you know, a lot of times I think organizations, my previous experiences included, yeah. we put out this, like, broad call out out mm-hmm. there, right? Of, yeah. hey, if you'd like to serve. Yeah hit us up here or, Hey, we're looking for help with this. Hit us up here. And it's this huge broad, like, it's like when you're moving and you put out a call on Facebook and says, Hey, I need help moving on Saturday. Right. Crickets. Yeah. But then if you call five people that you know for a fact, like you can see who read the message, like you you can call those people and say, Hey, I need some help on Saturday from 9 to 11. Right. Are you free? Oh, yeah, sure. Shelly, what are you doing two two weekends from now? <laughs> you know that I will be there for your wife, <laughs> and I will hold your baby all the time long. Good, good. He could use that. I know. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with her on that. Like, specifically yeah, calling and asking people, mm-hmm. you're you're just going to get better traction out of them. Sure. Cause I mean, then they have to like say no to your face right. and nobody <laughs> likes saying no. Well, yeah. and just specifically for the fundraising, like yeah. if that's something that you feel like your organization gets burnt out on pretty yeah. quickly, which every organization does, right. but you know, specifically mm-hmm. ask at the next meeting, like specifically ask the seven members of your board. Yeah. Like I want each of you to bring two names. Mm-hmm. These are the, it doesn't even necessarily have to be for anything specific that yeah. you see, but like, what do you specifically see that we have a need for? And I want you right. to bring two names of somebody that could bring something to our organization. Yeah. And if you don't so do it, you're off the board. Kind of a, <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like yeah. you're not asking yeah. them anything additional. You're just asking them to stop and think about who they know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like exactly. it could be, I mean, it's somebody that they have to have a personal connection with. Right. And maybe it's not something that they're on the board, but it's something that you can ask them. Can you donate two hours a month to do this? for us can you donate 10 hours a month to do this to it i mean maybe it's addressing envelopes maybe it's whatever but i mean if you start getting that list made up of people who are you know willing to do things then you make then at that point is when you make that personal reach right like hey joe reached out and said told us that he thinks that you're really good Mm -hmm. at washing windows would you be willing to come in once a month and wash this for us because that's something our organization could really need and we feel like that's a strength that you have Mm -hmm. blah 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 whatever and you're always going to (laughs) i'm just i'm just trying to imagine the setup where it's like adam listen we have been told that you are the premier window washer like if, uh, nobody cleans windows like you do, Adam. I mean, it's kind of true, though. When you have a detailing business, yeah. like, you probably really can clean That's like a mofo. True. I can I mean, clean like... windows like a mofo. You just got your, you you just go. got your volunteer. Now is the time that you make the ask, Adam. <laughs> we have heard. No. <laughs> Gilberto's burrito. Little, That's my feet. Yeah, funnily enough, most of our windows are boarded up. So we don't have a lot of windows. Okay, well, yeah, I'll go. I'll go wash those windows. Yeah, like Won't six, even know about it. <laughs> like this big, no. But no, I, I, I think that's definitely true. I know the um, most recent call out that I had put was that we are 
really struggling with not having tech savvy people. Like I'm tech savvy enough to like have a Facebook page in a group and like send out, I, we got signed up on MailChimp and we're trying to do some of these things. But like you're talking about things like sending out automated things and th like those are like apps or things that I'm sure I could learn. But being a board president and being on the board and doing all these other things, mm -hmm. that is like if I could find a volunteer who's really good at that and that that's what they love to do, it was easy for them instead of me having to learn how to do all that, it would be right. huge. And so luckily my sister does some graphic design, so she's been doing some design work for us, which has helped. But like I had to build my website myself because we couldn't afford to hire someone or I couldn't right. I couldn't get my board to convince that we needed <laughs> to hire someone because we really did. And so, um, but like it's these little things that would just make our lives so much easier if we could find and identify those people. So maybe right. if I maybe put a section on our webpage or something that has more specific duties for, mm -hmm. that might be helpful. Instead of just saying, if you want to volunteer, sign up here. Right. You know, I mean, and I think that's, that's always true. important. And yeah. even then, at that point, honestly, that gives you social media content as well. Like, true. Yes. So if yeah. you have it listed out there on your website specifically, like job descriptions or whatever, right. then you can create you know, once every two weeks or whatever, mm -hmm. like, hey, did you know that our organization can use a stamp licker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam is a great envelope licker, FYI. I lick a lot of windows. <laughs> I said envelope, not a yeah. dog. I just, I'm just, I'm still trying to imagine that, that conversation. Like, <laughs> like, I, great social media content, like, here, we're going to follow Adam out to the building, and he's our best window washer. There's nobody that cleans windows like Adam does. Do you think you can clean windows better than Adam can? Well, then get down here, volunteer for one month. Like, I would yeah. do that just... He really could sell that funny. for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, I mean, exactly. You put the spin on it the right way. That's, yeah, you could totally make spin it funny. on the windows and be like... <laughs> <laughs> nobody can hock a loogie fast longer than I can. Do you think you can? Come on down. And while you're at it, here's some cleaning supplies. You know, really, I mean, the whole part of it is that it's it, we we do want to do things that are fun and enjoyable. We want to have more events and we want to have bigger events, but without that manpower, we're not going to get it. So while donations and stuff are great, it's really to the audience reach and the reach to like volunteers, which are like the twofold kind of two directions we need to go. But because we would love to have more things happen. I mean, we have mm -hmm. a lot of plans and dreams, and I think the general public maybe doesn't know that. And putting in a visual way is a difficult part. You know, like we don't have. Um, any kind of architectural drawings or anything of the building or what we hope it to look like when we redo it or fix it all up because that costs thousands and thousands of dollars right. and people aren't aware of the cost of those. Right. And so, um, you know, doing the little things that we can do, you know, like with a room or whatever is, you know, the helpful things that kind of baby step us forward. But it's also about getting people together and getting them to have a good time because that the whole point behind the name was that it's a town that died after their school died. Mm -hmm. Then And somebody was quoted in the paper saying, like, it was the heartbeat of the community and that just stopped, you know, which is really sad, but you've seen all the vacancies on Main Street. And so we actually just bought a second building on Main Street because the whole idea is like these could be, we've been talking about them as economic development centers because really we're trying to spur other entrepreneurs and developments. And so I think getting people to understand that we have the buildings that have a need constantly to maintain and to keep up and to renovate to positions where we can have entrepreneurs, but also that it, it's more about that whole section too so so we really have a twofold mission and that's the hard thing for people to wrap their minds around like where are we going where are we at and what are we doing now but where are we going and getting that message out there and, and with our events you know we feed we do like pancake breakfasts and we do we just sign, sign auction in january we do um a 0.5k beer and donut run which is really fun we haven't got really great traction on that yet even though it's like a super fun thing because it's a ways out of sioux falls and mm -hmm. people don't know about it and we haven't paid thousands of dollars to market it and stuff like that but 
things that we have potential that could grow into a really big fun thing. A 0.5K. Like, how far is that? It's literally around the school. (laughs) It's almost exactly, you walk in the block. And you get a donut and beer when you're done. You get a a donut at the halfway point, carb load. (laughs) And then you get a beer at the beginning and the beer at the end. (laughs) I can can already see what I would do with that, and that would be so much fun. Yeah, it it, it is a lot of fun. I mean, we've done it, this is the second year in a row we've done it, and we're going to do a third year. And it, it is a lot of fun, and we've had about, you know, 80 to 100 people probably at it. So we hope to more do you have a, a page for alumni like is there a facebook page for there alumni? is yes and um, we're actually a members of that page we have our own group that's called reclaim community um, supporters that we started when we started our page because groups have some things mm-hmm. some features that you can't do on your regular page and then um, that's where we got people updates regularly when we were raising that initial forty thousand dollars and um but there's a like a you know you grew up in jasper page and then there's a jasper high school page and so we actively post and share all of our content in there to reach more people um it's hard because you never know who's getting the notifications who's kind of you know unchecked the group or doesn't really follow it and doesn't right you know so you almost have to do we've been trying to the last couple weeks do things like we've done a couple giveaways so comment a memory from the school that you have or your any your school wherever you went um or tag a friend who likes historic buildings or places or whatever and to win some things to get people to kind of get more traction we haven't got a lot of traction on those either i don't know how much of it is that people just don't see our page up in there yeah it's probably which is it's a big thing that's that is to a get big them problem. to engage so that they can be, see it more is it's that that trade-off so right. i haven't really figured out the facebook and thing. it just We're takes trying. time yeah i mean groups <laughs> just take time to build yeah consistency yeah. and time yeah so we are about five minutes left Jeez, oh, wow. really? Wow. Flew by. Like, flew by <laughs> so many it? ideas. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so you can use the last couple minutes to tell everybody watching what you guys have coming up. You can talk yeah. about your dog. You can talk about your lunch. You can talk about whatever you want. The last time lunch. Yeah. You already ate. I'm actually getting hungry. So see? <laughs> don't In get front of her even. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you didn't bring her burrito. No. <laughs> Consider it. Really you didn't share your burrito. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I mean, we have a ton of stuff going on this year. We're kind of in a slow period right now because we don't, the building's kind of on standby. The hardest part is usually in the spring. So if we're going to get volunteers, we need to really get them for spring because when it starts to melt, that's when you have roof issues. You have drains that are frozen. And so we had a big rainstorm in the gym last year. It was really sad after having like four years basically of keeping it dry. We were just if you like, want to get attention, <laughs> just real quick, super quick idea. Yeah. If you want to get attention in the springtime, get someone up there with a flamethrower up on the roof to melt the snow oh. off there's nothing that will get That's attention true. like That's a man a on the roof of a building <laughs> with a, a flamethrower <laughs> like hey check it out like yeah. you'll get on you'll get on the news everything <laughs> last year there was two or three of us up there but we just had the, <laughs> the salt pucks it wasn't <laughs> where do you come up with this stuff <laughs> I, I draw my inspiration from elon musk i just put out really stupid products that have no like <laughs> advancement just simply for the Social media buzz. Yep, shock and awe. Yeah. No, that would be fun, actually. Um, (laughs) Not a flamethrower. He literally created a product called Not a Flamethrower and sells it as a... It's a flamethrower. Oh, my gosh. That's that's clever marketing. 20-pound propane tank. and Just get one of those little burners. That actually would be useful for the building. See? There you go. Ironically. Look at that. It would be useful, Shelly. Did you hear that? (laughs) Yeah, because you got the the drains, and they get frozen right near the top. And so, like, last year we had, like, so much... ice on there we had to melt it with salt pucks and it took like flamethrower takes way less that time that would be it would be a lot faster <laughs> a lot more exciting <laughs> and if it's stone guess what it doesn't catch on fire like if there's one thing yeah, I know I'm about... like I hope you don't have a 
rubber roof up well, there. Well, we do. It's a flat roof. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, well, rubber roofs, it takes a while for them right. to get on fire. Okay. Just have the fire department <laughs> on, mean, on standby. Okay, so you really need someone in springtime. I'll be the flamethrower guy. Um, We have a lot of, um, so you know, we're going to start planning in in January. The end of January, we have our pancake feed and silent auction, so we're collecting donations for baskets or items for the auction. We do pancakes and sausage and all that good stuff. Um, That's usually one of our bigger fundraisers of the year. And then courtsider days in July, we do the 0.5k. We're going to do a vendor fair again. And we do a classic car cruising and like a pork feed, so that's always fun. Last year we didn't have a band, we just did DJ, but um, hopefully we're going to start looking and see if we can get some live music out there because that's a really fun time. So we want to do a couple more, like we want to start having some movie nights during the summer in the evening and then um, some kind of a craft, arts and crafts fair is kind of our other thing. And we'd love, would absolutely love, once we get bigger, to be able to do something for Halloween because who doesn't want to go hang out in a haunted school? But it's not a great way to raise money, ways. though. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say, like, to why to keep a building alive that's haunted. Yeah. Well, our building's not haunted, but I to know. like set up the haunted house yeah. would be really fun. I, I but it would take it. a lot of volunteers and a lot of money. So something right. we've been thinking about, but we thought, God, that would be such a fun event and a fundraiser if we could do that. So that's those are some things that we can get more volunteers or people want to attend events or just follow us on Facebook. We have a weekly community page, and we would love. So how can <laughs> they how can they get a hold of you and follow you and reclaim and tell yeah. us all of the all of the yeah. ways? Um, so we have an Instagram page. Um, I think it's just at Reclaim Community. Um, Facebook, same thing. It's Facebook slash Reclaim Community. We have a supporters group. So if you really want to be in the know and you can join the group, um, it's just Reclaim Community supporters. And um, our website is reclaimcommunity.org. And we also have um, there's that one's coming we i mean we have it up but it's we still have to add a lot to it and um what did i say instagram everything and then they can email me like it's reclaim community mn for minnesota at gmail and so we would love to hear ideas people who love historic buildings and you know, if i could find somebody who is interested in taking pictures or videos of it and wants to like help collaborate with some of those cool ideas i would absolutely be awesome because i do like little facebook live videos but i'm certainly not an expert i do the best i can but <laughs> it would be nice to have a more professional assistance with some of that so. joshua novak with main street media house <laughs> i know right <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta throw it in every episode somewhere yeah that's nice part of our sneak it in. Yeah. that's part of our uh, agreement no, no it's not no. <laughs> it's, just become, it's just become a joke at this point because yeah. it seems like every podcast we end up are like hey do you know josh yeah. next door he's yeah. literally right over there main street media house joshua novak yeah. <laughs> start getting coffee here for us or something for yeah them. like right. bring donuts josh <laughs> yeah josh Jeez. Gilber- gilberto's every monday twelve thirty. boom here or at least a starbucks or coffee uh, or a source yeah we'll do that pretty yeah. reasonable sponsorship <laughs> <Awesome>. I, <laughs> I think so too so fyi if anybody wants to sponsor marketing monday all you gotta do is bring us a coffee from the source or coffea or whatever. Like we can get paid in food and right. coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna specifically ask Jessica Huber out there. <laughs> just sponsored this podcast by allowing me to buy one coffee. That's it, just one. For me. For yeah, even for Shelly, because she obviously needs it more than I do. I've got a lot of energy here. <laughs> but thank you guys and for I following feed him. That's the that's why you have so much energy, is because I feed you. <laughs> I've got two women in my life that feed me. Yeah, that's rough. You're a lucky guy. I'm a lucky guy. All I have to do is sit here and look good. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you doing that? 
happen. I don't know. I'm failing on one of those fronts. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs> see you guys later. Bye.